everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. You are in for such a treat today. I'm so excited to share this episode with you, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Just a couple of things before we dive in. We had our inner child workshop this weekend. It actually is happening right now when this podcast airs. If you missed it and you want to grab the recording for it, you can still do that on christinehassler.com slash inner child. We love doing our virtual retreat workshops. And the next one we have coming up is going to be a virtual relationship retreat. So many of you have been asking for a relationship program. We have the Be the Queen program. And that one's mostly for single women. And yes, we are going to start creating a Be the King program. We have Inner Child, which is all about the relationship between you and your inner child. Where's the relationship workshop? Well, it's coming this summer, probably in June. So if you want to get on the early bird list for that, so you are the first to know about it and get a discount, go to christinehasler.com slash relationship support. So for Coach's Corner, I have recommitted to really bringing you people that are important to me, um, have influenced my life in, in ways who I think would be great resources for you, who you may not have heard of before, and who I think can offer you just incredible insight into different aspects of life, different aspects of you, and can provide some healing. And today's guest definitely fits into that category. Her name is Erica Laura, and she has been a friend and personal healer of mine since 2010. So she's seen me through a lot. <laughs> I have reached out to her a lot, and I've even been working more intimately with her the past several months as I'm going through a phase where I'm just looking to clear and move a lot right now. And she's extraordinary. She's an intuitive, a channel, and a transcendence coach who partners with people to experience not only unrecognizable transformation, but true transcendence. What's transcendence, you ask? Well, it comes from the Latin prefix trans, meaning beyond, and the word, I think it's pronounced scandare, Latin is not my forte, meaning to climb. So when you achieve transcendence, you've gone beyond ordinary limitations. The word is often used to describe an awakening to an elevated state or a condition of moving beyond physical needs and realities. One way to experience transcendence is to embark on an integrated healing and coaching journey with Erica, which I've done for years. Together with Erica, you can create the experience of living and leading a life of true freedom that is beyond comprehension. You're probably asking, well, how does this happen? How does this work? Well, she's going to explain it. And she gives our community, you, the listener, a clearing. It's about 50 minutes into the interview and it's a beautiful clearing. So definitely don't miss that part. Get to a place where you can close your eyes and really receive it. So what exactly does Erica do? Well, she draws on her extensive training and experience to incorporate multiple modalities, including psychic channeling, spiritual response therapy, past life clearing, and theta healing. Basically, Erica guides her clients to a lighter, clearer energy and a deepened connection to their own truth, wisdom, and intuition. She's a certified angel intuitive, a practitioner and certified consultant of spiritual response therapy, and a certified theta healing practitioner and instructor. She's super grounded. She's got both feet planted in the real world, but can access the, for lack of a better word, woo-woo, or actually there's a better word, spiritual world so easily. And is just one of the most non-judgmental, loving people that I know. 
She's so passionate about holding the space and sitting through the elements. Her clients reject, repress, or fear about themselves. And you'll really feel that from her in the interview. So I hope you really enjoy this discussion and clearing with one of my dear friends, Erica Alora. You can learn more about her and book a session at ericaalora.com. And that link is in the show notes. I'll spell it for you just in case. It's E-R-I-K-A-A-L-A-U-R-A, ericaalora.com. Before we dive in, let's talk about another way to lift and clear your energy, which is by putting really good stuff in your body. And some of my favorite stuff to put in my body is Organifi products. I especially love their green juice. I like in the spring to detox. So I do a lot more of my infrared sauna. I do some things to pull out heavy metals and pesticides. I mean, just living in our current world, we we absorb a lot of toxins. And it's just been a stressful year. And spring is a great time to do spring cleaning. And Organifi green juices isn't necessarily a detox product, but it has things in it like spirulina that really grab onto things like heavy metals and pull it out of your body and has all these great adaptogens in it. And Organifi has lots of amazing other great products as well. Their red juice, their Organifi gold, which I love, their immunity packets, which are a great little dose of vitamin C that you can put in your water bottle. Check it all out. You get 20% off because you are a listener here. Go to Organifi.com slash over it and use code over it and check out for 20% off your entire order. That's a big discount. Again, that's Organifi.com slash over it. All right, everybody, sit back, relax, and enjoy my discussion and the clearing with Erica. Erica, I am, first of all, I am so grateful to have you in my life. I think I was introduced to you in 2010. So you've been with me the past decade and you've seen and supported me through a heck of a lot and continue to do so. So first of all, thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Joy. Oh, well, I don't know that I'm always a joy, but thank you for saying that. (laughs) And I am just thrilled to share you with my tribe because you are somebody, first of all, I just love your personality. I love who you are. I love the stand that you are for me and all your clients because I know other people that you work with as well. I love how real you are and I love how good you are at what you do. And I read your bio and all the things and all the certifications and all of that. But I'd love people to hear from you what it is you do. What is your work? Sure. Well, thank you for having me here. First of all, it's so exciting to be connected to both you and your community. They're such beautiful people. I'm really grateful. So my background is I think I came onto the planet not even really being sure if I wanted to be here, not really feeling like this was my place. And I kind of stumbled through school and eventually went to art school and then had to leave because I just really couldn't afford it and didn't know what to do and tried to get into the corporate world and be a real adult and have a real job. But all that kept happening was that people kept coming to me for readings or getting my intuitive hit about things. And eventually I decided to get involved in healing work. And it started for me originally with tarot reading. And it's such a beautiful thing to work with tarot and to work with archetypal energy and to help guide people. But eventually what I found was over the course of working with people for, you know, one year, three years, five years, that 
I kept seeing the same patterns show up for people. So it'd be, you know, a new job, but it would be like the same type of boss that would show up mm-hmm. or a new boyfriend, but the same patterns kept showing up. And it felt really frustrating. And I thought there must be a better way because I'm getting such great guidance for people, but I really want to do more. So I started to work with other types of modalities. Uh, One of them is called spiritual response therapy, which is a way of connecting into the Akashic records and looking at the themes and the patterns that play out for people in their life relative to relationship, family, any area of life, and really releasing that to free people up. And that was miraculous. I I got amazing results with that. And then I got involved with uh, theta healing modality, which is really about looking at the limiting subconscious beliefs that you have or that you've inherited from your family or your ancestors or community and releasing those. And Eventually, over time, the work became a hybrid of all of that, and it sort of became my own style. And what I really love the most about it is using those modalities along with channeling information and wisdom from someone's guides, their guardian angels, sometimes even deceased loved ones, in order to really help liberate them from limitation and suffering and just the feeling of stuckness Mm. so that they really feel like they're free to make the choices that they want to make and live the life that they want to make. So for me, it's all about freedom and liberation and excitement and getting to live your life from a place of joy and adventure rather than everybody else's expectations or limiting expectations you've had on yourself. Mm. So that's Mm. sort of how... I work and where it all came from. And for people that don't know, what are Akashic Records? So the Akashic Records are, it's an energetic, a lot of times channelers or people who are very intuitive will see it mind's eye as like a giant book. But essentially what it is, is it's the, the, the imprint of every experience that you have ever had. So you can tap into someone's soul records and look at how many lifetimes have they been a teacher or a healer? How many lifetimes have they been married to this person? How many lifetimes have they lived in LA or a place just like it? And what are their associations with that person, with that experience, with that place that they're now continuing to play out? So it's really like an energetic database. For me, it's kind of like Google. Mm connecting into this massive database of every experience, every emotion, everything you've ever experienced and looking at what's impacting you now and what needs to be shifted. So a lot of the Akashic Records work is about calling up and looking at a bunch of experiences that somebody's had. And what we really need to do is look at the unresolved emotional energy mm-hmm. from those past experiences. What has never really fully been resolved? Because what's never really been resolved, you're still holding on to it on some level, and it's still a part of your point of attraction. So once you release that and you let it go, you feel different. 
you feel everything feels different, but you feel free to have a new experience. Yeah. And what we actually talked about this on our last call, the different types of karma. Can we talk about karma for a second? Because it's a word that's thrown out a lot like, oh, you fed someone's parking meter. That's good karma. You cut in line. That's bad karma. And I know that's we're really not representing karma well when we use it like that. Can you talk a little bit about what karma is and, and how we work it out over lifetimes? Yeah. So typically for most people, when they think of karma, what they're really thinking of is a system of retribution. I cut somebody off. Now I deserve to be cut off Mm -hmm. in traffic. Um, I harm somebody. Now I deserve to be harmed. But what I have found working with the soul records, working with Akashic records is that we really create a blueprint of our life before we incarnate. And we decide who we're going to meet up with, uh, what types of experiences we're going to have. And we go into life and we engage with all these different people. We follow the blueprint. The free will piece is that we decide how we're going to handle all of these interactions and relationships. And we decide what choices we're going to make. So a lot of times what we think of as karma can be experiences of unresolved unforgiveness that we're holding on ourselves, unresolved energies of unworthiness or anger or hate of self or hate of women or hate of men that we're still holding that's unresolved. And we call it in and we think, oh, this is just my karma. This is just what the divine wants me to experience. So what I have found working with the divine, working with people's guides, their guardian angels, is that the energy of the divine is an energy of love. And love doesn't require us to suffer, doesn't require retribution, doesn't require us to go through horrible hardship experiences. Mostly those are things that we tend to set up based on unresolved energies. But of course, it's true that when you're kind and loving and you're kind and loving to others and you're forgiving to others and even to yourself, that you tend to run that energy and you tend to attract in more experiences like that. And so we could say, oh, she has good karma. I would say it's that the person is is really in alignment with these beautiful energies. But there's probably one area of that person's life where they're playing out some difficulty and some hardship. And what I found is that that's typically because there are unresolved energies related to that subject that the person believes they still need to play out. And once we shift it, they Mm -hmm. have a different experience. Well, yeah, I remember when we were working on this with me and I was stuck, something kept repeating in my life and there was a forgiveness that needed to, or an unforgiveness that needed to be cleared. So that um, I wouldn't kind of keep looping in this pattern. I could learn what I needed to learn. And let me just back up for a moment because I'm super familiar with your work. And so it's easy for me to ask these questions because I know exactly what you're talking about. But I want to kind of give people like what Erica is really talking about in terms of a person that's worked with her. So generally, I'll call Erica up when I am stuck in something or when something happens and 
I've done my part. Like I've done my emotional release work. I've done my journaling. I've done, you know, maybe my inner child work and things keep coming back around or I can't shift the energy no matter what I do. I just seem stuck in it. Erica's not like a wizard who can just wave a wand and take away all your problems and you do none of the work. That's too much responsibility to put on anyone. Um, but from my experience, it's like when she clears me and clears the energy and I'm working with her, the work that I'm doing is so much easier because it's, it's like, I'm trying to get somewhere and I'm in tons and tons and tons of traffic. And then I have a session with Erica and the roads open and it's like, Oh, now I can move. Is that a good way, a good metaphor to use Erica? Feel free to make it better. It is a great way to think about it. The other way of thinking about it, I always think about it like, you know, you're swimming in the ocean and there's this undertow that keeps pulling you under that you can't get free from. Mm. It's this old pattern, these old patterns of energy that need to be shifted. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's unresolved emotional energy. Sometimes it's unresolved unforgiveness. Sometimes it's ancestral lineage patterns where there's a belief that because you're a part of your lineage, you have to experience this suffering or this hardship or this poverty. And we pull out all of those energies so that that undertow, that current isn't pulling you down and you can keep your head above water and actually move forward. So very similar to what you just said, but yeah, it's very much like that. Mm -hmm. And it does depend on the issue. So for some people, when I do a clearing, an energy clearing, there's a really swift, immediate transformation. And they feel like overnight, miraculously, their life changes. For some people, there's a little bit more growth work involved. There are other elements to what it is that they're learning or evolving in, in the situation. So the benefit of that clearing work is that they start to feel differently about the situation. Mm. They start to see everyone and everything from a different perspective, which then allows them to respond differently. But in either situation, there's a feeling of liberation and lightness, which is what I really love about it. Yeah, that's what I found too, is there have been some things that I've been able to call you up and I guess you did have that magic wand and it could just be it could just be shifted immediately. And there were other things that I know I've, I've, we've had several sessions on because there's been like a layer after layer after layer. And often one layer needs to be cleared to get to the other. And, you know, I, I, there's so much we don't know about life and there's so much we don't even know we don't even know. And I have found energy work, especially the kind of energy work that you do, very comforting because I, there's certain things in my life that can't be explained by just this lifetime mm -hmm. and clearing work with you has helped me not feel like I'm just, well, for lack of a better word, I've used this word 2000 times so far, not feel so stuck because it's like, oh, wow, no wonder I couldn't see this. This was something that is experiences that I've had many, many lifetimes ago. And I know in your clearing sessions, you don't even really say lifetimes, you say experiences. And I guess that's because we could have, you know, 20 of the same experiences in one lifetime. So it's not about, you know, it, six lifetimes ago, you were Cleopatra and this is what happened. It's more the experience and the feeling that was left over. Correct? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. 
You're right. We are so much more complex than we realize. And we're not holding on to these limiting patterns because we're idiots. We're holding (laughs) to them because on some level, we believe that they're serving us. On some level, we believe that they're protecting us. Just to give you a quick example, I had a client earlier this week who has been experiencing a lot of depression and a lot of stuckness. Stuckness is such a great word, but this depression energy. And what we found was that in the work that we were doing together, that we didn't really need to clear energies of depression. What we needed to clear was the belief that she wasn't safe in the world Mm. and that her being was using depression as a way of staying separated from life, from other people, from social groups. It was creating this barrier so that she could stay safe. So once we resolved the belief that she wasn't safe and cleared past experiences where there was trauma, where she really wasn't safe, it was this real like aha moment for her where she realized that, oh, this is why I've been holding on to this pattern and I haven't been able to resolve it in other ways. Now it makes sense. So it's not just about a big blind spot. There's usually a a reason why we hold on to some of this stuff. And once we go in and look at it, it will all make sense. It's really cool. I just so much. It, it, it is really cool. And you have an incredible uh, way of being really grounded in reality and doing work that a lot of people would refer to as woo-woo or totally out there. And I love that about you because there's a, there's a realness and a total judgment-free zone, um, which is, I think we all need, we all need our support people that we can go to and be like, I'm totally judging this person or I'm caught up in jealousy or I did this thing I'm really ashamed of. And you're like, cool, I get it. Let's clear it. And yeah, I love it. It's, it's, it's really liberating. And so I wanted to ask you this because so much of my work is helping people process stuff, help them get into their emotions, help them work with the inner child stuff. I know for me that has made me more receptive to the kind of work you do and it's made me more clear about what I need to bring to you. And I'm just curious what you're feeling on doing that kind of emotional release work, family of origin work, inner child work, that more therapeutic work and how that work works with the work that you do. It all works together beautifully. Um, Everything that you're talking about is bringing awareness to your journey. So There are stages of healing. Um, I know for myself, I've gone through lots of stages of healing, working with different types of techniques and modalities, and it's all relevant. I think that it's just when you find yourself in a place where you feel like you're spinning your wheels a little bit, or it's starting to become very arduous, or you're starting to feel like you're not really making any headway, you're not really seeing a transformation, that that's where the work that I'm doing can come in and really be a huge support. One of the things that I love about the work that I do is that it tends to be fast. Mm -hmm. And it's because I tend to be impatient. I remember you know, just years of processing one issue and thinking there has to be a faster way. I do not want to be processing things mm-hmm. for five years. And the way that our consciousness is shifting on the planet, 
the way that we are starting to open up to other dimensions and other realities and how science is catching up with things that metaphysical practitioners have been talking about for a long time, we're opening up to this whole quantum level of healing and shifting and creating our reality. And what that means is, from my perspective, there's a real quickening happening in terms of how we can heal and how we can work with our energy and our self and our soul group and our soul family and everyone in our life. And it doesn't have to be this slow, arduous process. So I love the speed around it. And I honor everyone's pace because there are some people who really do like a slower, thoughtful approach. And then there are people who say, I want to work with you every week for 90 minutes. And I want to not only clear past stuff, but I want to work on clearing around my future goals and the things that I want to create. And I want you to help me to create my reality. Mm -hmm. So all perfect. It's just about whatever feels good to you. Mm, I love that. I love that. And have you noticed in terms of working with people and your clients, if people just kind of come to you and expect you to just clear everything for them and they're not doing work on their end, do you find that this, the same stuff comes back around, back around, or can someone just show up, be cleared, not do anything and it's gone? It depends on the person. Hmm. So I have had people that they're, you know, sometimes it's a husband, their wife kind of makes them do the session. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. You, know, you really need to, and they get enough pressure and they show up and they say, I was a total skeptic and I did not think that any of this stuff was real. And everything that you're saying, there are thoughts that I've had that I've never shared with anyone. And I feel altered. I feel like you just changed something within me that is just going to change the course of my life. And their personality shifts. They And what I mean by that is they become more of who they really are. Mm-hmm. We're releasing things that aren't really a part of your authentic expression. They're just energies that you've been running that you're ready to let go of. So in that type of situation, Yeah, there are people that shift really dramatically. Then there are other people who it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more complex because maybe there are underlying motivations, many underlying motivations to holding on to a dysfunctional relationship or a limiting pattern. And so it takes a little bit of time to kind of you know, break the cords of all of those underlying motivations. So it's, it's both, both ways show up Mm. and it, but it is possible for people to have really dramatic shifts. And sometimes I get to hear about it. And sometimes I hear about it from, you know, a client who is friends with somebody who did the session and that person never felt like they needed to come back because they felt like now they're on the right path. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty miraculous. The divine will work with us in whatever way we're open. So it's great to be able to be a channel for that and to help guide people and to create that shift. Well, I know you're going to do a clearing for the listeners in a little bit, but before we go into that, 
when, because let's talk about what we mean by clearing. So can you explain how exactly it works in terms of you see things, you hear things, things come forward, and then it's just, you ask the divine and then it's just cleared. (laughs) I'm way simplifying it. Can you um, explain, because we have so many logical people and people that are working on getting out of their heads and into their heart and into more trust. So for the people that love to know and love the logical understanding, can you explain a little more in detail how it works? Absolutely. So the session during the session, what I'm doing is first I'm connecting with someone's non-physical team and your non-physical teams are your high self committee is the term that's used. This is your primary group of beings who are working with you, helping to guide you on your path. You have guardian angels and you have spirit guides. I'm primarily connecting with your high self committee. And you can think of them as like master librarians who are going to call up whatever information we need in order to create a shift or a healing for you. The process of the clearing is making sure that you're totally aligned to receive help and guidance and support from them and the divine. So we're getting everybody lined up and harmonized to work together. And then the process of the clearing is looking at what are the limiting dominant dominant patterns that this person is running? What are the limiting energies that are cycling through their life relative to career and work? money and income, uh, family life and children, affection and love, health and fitness, where are their limitations? And then we look at why. And so the why is really the deeper process of the clearing work. And what that is, is it's calling up the root of where these limiting patterns were first established. And so what happens is we go through the process of the research. So we could say, oh, okay, Bob was working with a group of people in a past life. And in that experience, he was persecuted. People were calling him a liar. They didn't like what he was saying. They kicked him out of the group. Now he has a block to working with groups because he always feels like people won't honor him, listen to him. They don't seem to appreciate him. And in his life now, he has real evidence for that. But really, it comes from this past experience. So the process of research is where the person's inner being and their now conscious mind get to say, oh, I see what happened. I see where that came from. I understand why that's there. And I understand why now as Bob, I have to always stay away from groups and I like to work by myself and I've become a hermit. Okay, I'm ready to let that go. And so through the process of research, It's an understanding and a releasing for the person's inner being. So once the soul or the inner being has the opportunity to view and understand what happened, it releases the energy. It releases that unresolved emotional energy. It releases that resistance that was there before. So it's really the process of research that gives the person and their inner being the opportunity to see the whole situation from a different vantage point. And once there's an understanding and an aha, the emotional energy is released and the person has a new experience. So it really isn't just that the divine just washes it away. It's that there's an understanding or a deeper understanding relative to what happened then and how it's affecting the now. Mm. And that's 
Oh, that's really the process of the work. And when you say research, you're going into your Google Akashic records to, yeah. yeah, yeah. And even I know when you're doing clearing, like there's been some that you've recorded for me. There's been some that you've done that I fall as- that fell asleep. So mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not that important that our logical mind understands it um, or puts it together, really hears it, correct? Or is it? For the most part, it is, it's not. However, for some people where there's been such a pattern of resistance in their conscious mind, when they do hear it, it, and they make, and they make sense of it, it, they're more apt to release the energy for some people. Like it's really helpful to hear and really consciously understand what happened. It just helps them to release the energy faster. And these are sometimes people that tend to be more mentally oriented and they, their logical mind really needs to understand it. But sometimes during a session, what will happen is the person will get really drowsy and they'll fall, they will fall asleep, just like what you were saying before. And that's because we're going so deep that the conscious mind can't even really process it. I've had people on Skype, on video, actually fall asleep sitting in their chair and start snoring during the session because the work feels so deep, they can't even process it. And that's when I know we're having a really deep healing experience. And they'll usually go back and listen to the recording later because they feel like, oh, this is really helpful to understand. However, I also want to say that I have clients who ask me to clear their partners or their children or their parents or their family, particularly like their Thanksgiving or their Christmas. And they will report back to me that they have a totally different experience that everything feels smooth, that everybody has a great time, or they see their partner shift or their son or daughter shift. And the person had absolutely no idea they were being cleared. Mm. So miraculous things are possible and happen all the time. Yes. I've never asked you to work on my husband. That's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Or anyone that I know for that matter. So, and people will hear this, but you find it, you Google it, you find it, you put it together, you research it, you get the pattern, you get the unresolved issues, the feelings, and then you ask it to be cleared. So when it, when it's being cleared, who or what is doing that? So it's the person's high self committee is going in and releasing that unresolved emotional energy. The person's inner being is releasing it. So people have an actual physical experience during the clearing of they feel a weight's lifted off. Sometimes they will start crying. Uh, Sometimes they'll start laughing. Sometimes they'll feel energy shifting or moving in their body. There's a real visceral experience for most people when the clearing work is happening and they they'll say, wow, I really feel you doing this. It's amazing. Um, I know consciously that you're doing this. I know logically you're doing it, but I can actually feel it in my body. So it's a really I mean, this is the part of it that for me feels really magical that through our intention, through our asking, through our awareness, through shining a light on these blind spots, we're releasing this energy and it's transforming the person in the now. Mm, I love that. 
And for people, Erica, that may not be able to do a session with you or someone that does work like you do, how can people work on this on their own? That's a great question. Well, first of all, I do have a bunch of free issue-specific clearings on my YouTube channel, and I've had amazing results with that. Um, I just want to say that, you know, when you ask for healing, it will come, and sometimes you won't know the form. So it could be that it, it happens just through interactions with others. It could be that there's a spontaneous healing, but there are a lot of resources on YouTube. There are a lot of free resources out there where people are doing healing. And just because the specific issue might not be your issue, it doesn't really matter because when you step into that container of being open to receive and somebody providing healing, there is going to be some sort of healing or shifting that will happen for you. Mm -hmm. So I did those free clearings on YouTube as an experiment just to see, hey, let's just see if we can create some healing for anyone who's open to interacting. And I've received so many messages, people telling me, you're not just changing me, you're changing my whole family through just me listening to this clearing work. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. been amazing. And this is why I'm super excited to clear your listeners, because I know that we can affect a, a change just through our intention. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about working with intuitive healers, psychics, so on and so forth. So I always caution my audience in terms of where they go for quote unquote psychic or intuitive readings. I've had experiences with people that call themselves psychics and in hindsight, I could tell they were they weren't tapping into like pure divine. They weren't tapping into what I feel is Christ consciousness of really like the highest of high. There was some other thing they were tapping into. So I would love for you to speak just a little bit on like <laughs> kind of how to how to know if you're working with a spiritual or intuitive healer that is um, working with kind of the highest levels and is is really pure versus someone that mm, maybe not for your highest good, maybe leading you astray, maybe reading from a level that isn't of the highest. Does that question oh. make sense? Oh, I'm so glad that you're asking me about this because there is a real percentage of work that I do for people that I call just clean up after psychic readings. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's true that, you know, there are so many psychics, I feel like now more than ever. And you have to think of, you know, all healers are people who are using their psychic ability to work with healing energy, to work with healing modalities. So everyone is intuitive or psychic, but there are a lot of people that just do readings and readings can be amazing. They can be so uplifting and affirming and validating and really help us. However, you have to think of every psychic reader as it's almost like a different pane of glass in a stained glass window. So the information that comes through each psychic is going to be colored by their personality, their level of consciousness, their level of awareness, their life experience, and their ability to be neutral. When you work with somebody who's doing a reading and you feel like there's 
negativity or there's fear or they're planting seeds of fear, it's a great indication that that's not really a person to work with because the divine will never say to you, if you go down that alley, you're going to be mugged or Mm. you're going to be killed. The divine will say, hey, walk further down the street and take a left. It's never comes through in a scary or fearful or negative way. And if you ever have somebody that says, unless you pay me this amount of money to release this bad karma or these curses, you're really in trouble. Run. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really a form of it's like a a psychic um, scare tactic and it's incredibly disempowering. So you want to work with somebody that you feel safe with who you feel like you can trust, you feel like um, they're really giving you information that feels like it's expansive, you feel lightness. If they are delivering some information that's a little heavy or it feels tricky, that they're really presenting it in a way that feels empowering to you. Because when we have situations that feel a little heavy or troublesome or stuck, there are always solutions that will present themselves. And it's really just about lining ourselves up with that. So be very choosy about the practitioners that you work with, the psychics that you work with, just as choosy as you are with your food or the energy that you surround yourself with. Because Sometimes what happens is psychics are actually picking up on your fears and they're reading your fears. They're not actually reading what's coming up for you. And that just means that they're reading more through their third eye rather than their crown. Mm -hmm. So I was always taught go the information from that place rather than just through the third eye, because when you're just working with the third eye, you can really pick up on people's hopes or fears or wishes or all of the things that they never want to happen. And it can be very confusing in the reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I love that. I remember I had one reading, a friend of mine recommended this woman and my friend really liked her. And I got on the phone with her and she started telling me all this stuff that was totally scary and felt completely untrue. And I was just like, and it was only, thank God, a half hour session. She's like, well, when do you want to talk again? Never. <laughs> I want to talk to you again. And then still there was that part of me that was like, is she right? Is she right? And I'm so glad that I have people like you in my life that keep me grounded. And, you know, the other important thing to know, and this is this, and then I have one more question, then we'll get into the reading. No psychic is God, right? And there's certain things that no intuitive healer, no psychic can see. There's certain things that we're supposed to learn on our own and we're supposed to go through. Like we're we're in this human experience not to have, and part of it is not having the ability to see everything because that would sort of take away some of our human experience. So could you talk a little bit about how some things intuitive healers and psychics can't see or are blocked from seeing certain things because we need to go through them? Absolutely. This is such a great point. So as readers, what we receive is what the person is meant to know. Bottom line, 
there are some things that we have access to that we are able that come through really it's just really strong it's super clear we deliver the information it makes sense to the person and it happens there are other situations where we're blocked we're not able to see what's going to happen and it is because the person's meant to have a specific situation unfold or they're supposed to have certain learning sometimes it's because the divine knows better than we do. I'll give you a great example. So I have a couple who I've worked with before, and they're, they're amazing. They have a beautiful marriage, a beautiful relationship. And we'll call the husband Kevin and the wife Sarah. So they told me this great story about going to a psychic in their 20s when they were dating. And it was this amazing psychic. She was always accurate. And Kevin went and had his reading. Sarah was pressuring him. You got to have a reading. reading." He went and had a reading. And the psychic said, this person that you're with now, Sarah, she's not really the right person for you. You're not really going to be together. So you're just dating. Relax. Don't put any pressure on yourself because it's not going to work out. Well, here they are married. And what he said about it was, If she had told me that I was going to marry Sarah, I probably would have bolted from the relationship. Mm. It would have been too much pressure for me. I would have freaked out. But the guidance that came through gave me this feeling of relief and helped me to relax in the relationship. And now they're married and they have two kids. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's what we are meant to receive. The psychic is a channel. They are a medium. They are the the midpoint. They are translating blocks of information that are coming through from the divine, from your guardian angels, from your energy field. And they're translating that information and giving it to you. So as a translator, that's why you want to make sure it's somebody that has a high consciousness, who's doing their own work, who's working in the light. And don't put all of your eggs in that basket. Use a reading as an energetic snapshot of kind of where you are right now. What's your trajectory? And know that there are a lot of things about that that you can change. So if you receive a reading and you think, oh my gosh, I don't like this. I don't want this to happen. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. Go and receive some healing work around it and see what needs to be shifted. It may not even be the highest truth. It might be information that's meant to jumpstart you on a path of working on yourself so that you have a totally different trajectory. Mm, I love that. And people will see when they experience the reading you're about to do. It's not it, my in my work with you. It's not like you get on the phone. And you're like, okay, Christine. So this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and watch out for this. It's not your a crystal ball or any of those kinds of things. I really see you as an intuitive healer. I come with what's presenting, where I'm stuck, where I'm seeing similar patterns, where I have questions about something, in terms of making a decision about something, and we really go in into. What, what healing work really needs to be done. So there's more space, there's more clarity, there's more liberation, there's more freedom, there's more momentum. And that to me feels like an intuitive healing versus going to a psychic and saying, okay, well, you're going to have two kids and one of them's going to be a boy, one of them's going to be a girl, and you're going to have this job and this is going to happen and don't take this plane flight. That to me feels not like healing. That feels like something different. Yeah. It's sort of like... Um 
it's a little bit more entertainment oriented. It's a little roller coastery. Yes. And it's, I find it to be quite disempowering Mm -hmm. and it provokes a lot of anxiety for people. So just to know that, you know, you can receive a reading and enjoy it and have fun, but that you still have free will in that you can change many things about your life and what you're creating and your trajectory and the things that you can't change, you can change your response and how you work with it and how you move through it so that there's some ease and grace and compassion and gentleness. Mm, Yes. You remind me of that a lot. Gentle, (laughs) gentle, Christine, rest, Christine, receive support, Christine. (laughs) I'm like, rest is coming up again receiving support. I thought I was doing that. I need more. Oh my gosh. Um, before we get into the clearing, a big question for you, no pressure. So this has been a really tough year for so many people, the toughest that many people have faced. They faced so many unexpected losses and challenging and just a lot challenges and a lot of confusion and a lot of fear even I would say panic, anger, separation, you name it. From your perspective, when we look at the collective, what has this year really been about for us? You know, what can you say that may give us some insight or some comfort into holding this year in a way that feels a little less traumatizing? What I've noticed in all of the work that I've done this year is it's been a massive experience of shaking people loose, um, shaking people out of complacency, out of being unconscious, out of wherever they've just accepted a pattern of living where they've been inauthentic or not present. I have seen more people move, geographically move, transform their careers, change careers, change relationships, renegotiate the boundaries in their familial relationships. I mean, it's been a time of bringing such awareness and consciousness to not just big themes in our life, but just even little things related to how we care for ourselves, how our environment is set up, what we really need to feel happy. So from my perspective, it's been a massive consciousness shift in a package that's felt really scary. And I think that it needed to happen that way in a sense, because the fear and the intensity and the seriousness of what we've experienced was the thing that was going to force us to bring the level of attention and awareness to our lives. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of people, obviously, who have chosen at this time to transition out of physical body. Uh, there are people who are so empowered right now, more empowered than they've ever been in their lives. Sometimes just having such a shift in our relationships and being freed up from the roles that we've played in our relationships have just given some people the space to start making a new choice. So 
although it's been really traumatic for so many and for the collective, there have been so many gifts. I have seen people step into a place of authenticity and empowerment that they haven't experienced this far in their life. It's just been amazing. Mm. So even though we could dwell and really go into a whole spiral on the harshness and the disappointment and the sadness and the grief of everything that's unfolded, I just want to invite everyone to think about the gifts that have come from this experience and the awareness and the transformation as well, because we're at a point now where I don't think we could ever go back to being so unconscious or complacent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in it and you really feel, um, for lack of a better word, like a victim and like everything's happening to you, it's hard to see the gift. Yeah. However, it's always there. You know, I know, I mean, you know, I'm going through something recently where it's hard to see the gift sometimes. <laughs> I can see a lot of the shit and it's yeah. hard to, to see the gift. Um, but having that that belief, not from a spiritual bypass point, because I believe we so many people have had to have their human moments of being really sad and really scared and really angry and mm-hmm. rageful and, and all of those things. Um, but if we can move through that, if we can move through that and know this is a necessary initiation to something, I don't know what, but I feel like we've just collectively been in one big initiation that, like you said, was necessary as tough as it was, because as a collective, we were pretty asleep. Yeah. You're pretty asleep. So let's, let's move into the clearing unless there's anything else you want to say, Erica, before we go in. No, I just, the only thing I want to say is that I just want to remind everyone that we all need support. I receive support on a weekly basis. My clients receive support. Everyone needs support. And if you feel like you're someone who is very self-sufficient, you've always done things very independently, you've always gone off on your own to do your healing and your growth work, just remember that it's okay to receive support. It's important to receive support. It's vital. And I think just on the heels of what we were just talking about with these collective shifts, I think it's one area where we're all realizing how much we do need support in our lives and we need community and we need connection. And so I just wanted to throw that reminder out there. Mm, mm, so true. So true. And I, I spent so much of my 20s and early 30s doing it on my own um, in so many ways. And it's so much better to have a support team like you <laughs> in my life um, because it just – you know, we all have our challenges and we all have our blind spots. Um, and having someone like Erica can, who can really hold a space of unconditional love, but also has incredible tools in her toolbox is, is really, really valuable. So thank you for adding that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this clearing for the group for, for anyone. So we're going to, we're going to set the intention that anyone who listens to this podcast at any time receives this healing. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to start with just a little prayer of intention to plug into the collective energy. And we're just going to look at any themes 
or anything that's coming up that needs to be released. So I'm going to just close my eyes for a moment, relax my body, and just do this little intention. So I would like to ask to connect with the highest vibration of source energy and invite that energy of unconditional love to step into this clearing for Christine's community. I'd like to ask that all of the beings who are working with us come forward with ease and that any negative or limiting themes, challenges, choices, or programs that need to be cleared clear easily and effortlessly, and that I remain neutral and clear on behalf of this community. And so it is. So if you were sitting in front of me, what you would see is I am holding a pendulum and I have a binder full of charts in front of me. So I'm going to whip through the charts, locating different energies that are running. And at the same time, I'm going to be channeling or receiving information on behalf of the group. So the first thing that we're going to do is put a bubble of love and light around anyone who's listening and around Christine, around myself, and then all of us together. So I want to know if I'm working with my high self committee, the group of beings, primary group of beings working with me. And I want to know if I'm working with Christine's team. Yep. And everyone who's working with her and the community, everyone's non-physical team. Yes. So this group consciousness does not have blocks. To <laughs> but what we do need to clear are some energies, some dominant energies of guilt, where you would tend to want to be a support person or a healer for others or a sounding board for others and remain in suffering and believe that you can handle it. And what we want is for you to not handle suffering any longer. We want you to release it. So what we're going to do is release these energies of guilt and suffering that are actually blocking you from fully integrating healing. So you might be open to healing, but there's a little piece here where you're not fully allowing it to integrate because there's a perception on some level that you have to allow some suffering. So let's release that for the group. Now, do these listeners have any other blocks to receiving or benefiting from healing? No. So let's take everyone's non-physical team, everyone's being, and download everyone with all wisdom, light, knowledge, understanding, truth of the one universe, and the modalities that I'm working with. And I just want to make sure that's done. Now, any listeners have openings, holes, rips, or tears in their energy field? They do. So we're going to clear and close them now. And we're going to release any individuals who are out of physical body. This could be deceased loved ones or souls who are connected to the energy field because you're holding a lot of light. And we're just going to release all of these beings to source so that as I'm doing the clearing work, we're just clearing you, not anyone connected to you. So what is it that we really need to clear or bring in for these listeners? We need to download the energy of freedom. You have as a collective a lot of feeling of responsibility here. So many of you take responsibility for your loved ones, for your coworkers, for people around you. You feel a sense of responsibility. And what we're going to call this is responsibility that's actually acting as a negative motivation and it's limiting your self-expression. And this is really because from a soul perspective, many of you 
are acting as a guardian angel for others. So what that means is you're you in your day-to-day life, doing your, your life, but there's a part of your soul energy that's stretched out acting as a guardian angel for others. So you're coming to your day-to-day life with a deeper sense of responsibility that's actually not necessary. So what we want to do is just for anyone who's willing to release this, we're going to go ahead and release any vows, contracts, oaths, agreements to act as a guardian angel for others. And we're not going to leave anybody high and dry. We're going to bring in other guardian angels to take over these jobs because it's too much. It's too much heaviness. It's creating too much responsibility. And on some level, you're holding yourself back from your full expression and life. So let's clear that for everyone now. What else does this group really need to have cleared? Well, the other thing is you're running a lot of anxiety. So there's anxiety going on, but what I'm hearing is that there's also anxiety that you're picking up on from others and you're running it in your own body. You're feeling it through your own nervous system. So let's clear any bleed over that anyone's picking up on from others. Any anxiety that others are running that are really trying to heal, heal people around them through holding anxiety, energies of frustration, energies of exhaustion. Let's release this for the group. What else are listeners holding? Well, so many of you have been healers in other lifetimes. So there's an energy here of believing that your job is to show up and heal others with your own energy. And so what we want to do is release this. And what I'd like to invite you to do is when you have a perception that somebody around you really needs healing, it could even be the guy in front of you at the grocery store. Instead of feeling like you have to do something. I want you to just ask the divine to heal that person. Ask guardian angels, ask another higher consciousness being to come in and provide a healing for that person because just through your intention, it can be done. So let's go ahead and empower everyone to do that. Let's download everyone with the positive soul quality of empowerment, energies of generosity towards self, energies of manifesting and bringing in the understanding that you can manifest what it is that you want. How many blocks does this group consciousness have to receiving there, for this group consciousness, there are 779 blocks to receiving. The energies involved are guilt. So this is a perception that it's not really right. It's not really fair. You don't really deserve to receive. So we want to pull the guilt from this experience, from everyone's being, from the soul records, wherever we're allowed to do that without deeper research. Because what we want you to know is resources, money, um, security, any kind of recognition or prestige when given to someone who's conscious has the ability to uplift many. So none of you are selfish or cruel or unkind or self-serving. You're loving. You want to help others. You're naturally service-oriented. You naturally want to see others do well, and there's no reason for you to be stingy towards yourself. We want to open everyone up to receive. 
The other thing I'm hearing to clear for everyone is the belief or perception that you're not allowed to trust your own intuition. And so this can come from experiences where you have been a healer or a channel or a psychic, and you had an experience of being wrong. And you believe that you're now unworthy of receiving that guidance, or you have to be very anxious or nervous about it. So what are we healing from that past trauma? We're clearing hardship and exhaustion, insecurity and overwhelm, energies of negativity held on self, and energies of rejection of self and your own gifts. So is this enough to clear it? Yeah, let's clear all the lifetimes, the programs, and the energies involved. Is there anything more to do? Is there anything else that would be, that, that would be beneficial for me to clear or bring in for the group? Yeah, we want to clear any guilt that you're holding from your genetic lineage, either side. Okay, any other guilt? No. So what are we replacing that with? Now let's bring in appreciation for self, energies of trusting self, energies of comfort, and energies of love of self. Let's bring in, I take responsibility for myself and I allow others to learn and grow in their own space and time. My competition with others is replaced by divine timing and trust. I am an open channel of creative energy and love, and I have everything I need to enjoy the here and now. It's safe for me to trust and create my future. Does everybody agree that that's clear? Is there anything else we need to clear or bring in for this group. So let's go ahead and apply the mop up list. This is just a whole laundry list of things that automatically get cleared for you and everyone working with you. And let's go ahead and release what's called the nine stacks. Let's just clear that. So the gentleman who channeled the modality that I'm working with, he created 32 charts and then he realized that he could just keep creating more and more charts of energies that needed to be cleared. So he asked for the divine to just create the charts, but keep them in the energetic. And what ended up happening was he said there are nine stacks of charts and one of them just goes on infinitely. And so this is what we're clearing for you, for everyone who's listening right now, all of these energies that you no longer need. Anything that we clear, we're clearing because it's not really you. You don't need it any longer. It may have served you at one point, but it's not serving you any longer. And it's really not a part of your authentic expression. So I want to thank everyone working with us today, bringing forth light and releasing any limitation or fear. And so it is. Mm, that was so my audience. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I was just feeling that. And I hope people stopped their car or their walk or whatever and just were able to, to listen. I, one thing that I, I love and I ask you to do this in our sessions is to kind of decode and sum up what you just cleared because you have a beautiful way of doing that. Do you mind doing that? No, I don't. So, so many of your listeners have they're natural healers. They've mm. been healers before. And even if you're currently working in accounting, you bring a healing energy to your work. It's not something you do. It's who you are. And from a lot of those past experiences, 
you've held such an intense energy of responsibility on yourself to get it right that now you've just been a little bit locked up with some of these feelings of guilt and responsibility and even judgment of yourself where you felt like you failed. So it created this energy of feeling that on some level you needed to to really hold some guilt or hold yourself back from a lot of abundance. It's a, it's an old weird perception that if all of a sudden you were abundant and everything was going great in your life, you turn into a self-centered jerk and you wouldn't care about anybody any longer. And so what I want to tell you is that that's not true that you're allowed to receive abundance and have things go really well, that you no longer need to hold on to guilt or that energy of responsibility for others because it's not serving you, it's not serving them, and that you're allowed to have all of the gifts and abundance and prosperity available to us in life. So we're really getting everybody out from under this perception that they need to stay stuck or limited or stay in suffering simply because, well, other people are suffering. I should suffer too. Why do I deserve to have a lovely experience if other people are suffering? And what I want to say to you is because when you move out of suffering and you move out of guilt and you're empowered and you're your most beautiful, authentic self, you're going to help to liberate and remove people from that heavy energy just from your presence alone without doing anything because you're all holding a vibration that affects other people around you. So the better you feel, the better your vibration, the better you're attracting in, the more you have the ability to influence people just from your presence without even having to say anything. So there's a lot of power in energy and your frequency is important. And things like guilt and suffering and hardship and using responsibility as a way of holding your, yourself back isn't serving you. It isn't serving anyone around you. And it's definitely not serving the collective. Mm, I love that. I love that. I know that's something that I've had to remind myself of and that I've said on this show because so many people want to make an impact. And I'm like, your presence is making an impact. Your consciousness your heart, you releasing blocks, like all of that makes an impact. I think we live in a world where we focus way too much on how many followers we have and how many people we can influence and what can we do, or just our, our presence alone makes such a huge impact. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So I know people are going to want to know how they can work with you. And I know you also teach people too, heal people that are healers or want to step into their healing. Can you talk a little bit about where people can find you to book sessions and, or learn from you? Yes. So all of it, you can find on my website, which is ericaalora.com. And so I'll, I do individual sessions. I do longer uh, immersion experiences where if you really want some consistent support and you really want some consistent healing, you can work with me in that way. I also teach classes uh, around how to release limiting beliefs and how to do angel readings and really how to uh, both release limiting programs for yourself and others. And it's all there on my website. But if anybody goes to the website and they have any questions, please feel free to reach out because 
I love talking about this stuff. I love doing it. I love teaching it. And I'm here to be a support for all of you. Mm. And that's so true. You have really stretched my level of receiving with the type of support that you've given me. And I just want to thank you so, so much for that. It's just been extraordinary to receive the level of support and love and an incredible skill that you provide. Thank you, Christine. It is such a pleasure to work with you and it's a real honor to support you and have the opportunity to to do a clearing for for your tribe. So thank you for that too. I am really I'm in love with this community. I have a really amazing, I shouldn't say I have. This is a really <laughs> amazing, beautiful community of people and light workers that are just mm-hmm. so committed. I love them all so much. Yay! Mm-hmm. We're gonna send everybody blessings and light and love and liberation today. Mm. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> <laughs>